Liberty lockdown, piss down your barcode Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne If you ride with the thought, you've always got a home The virus you're scared of will come and it'll go The government knows this, don't get treated like a hoe Let's get into the show Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Liberty Lockdown. I have a very special guest with me today. As always, um, we've got Pat Kirby, a.k.a. Max Power. Thank you for coming on, Pat. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's Max Justice, but... It's, oh, I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Max, Max Power, that, that can be his cousin. <laughs> I, was look, I, was even, I was even looking at your Twitter handle as I said that. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> Let, let's start no, over. No worse. Let, let, let's okay. start over. Let's start over. You got it. I don't want to uh, start off with a plug that's wrong. Is just horrible. Uh, <laughs> no worries, man. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, people might remember it better that way, actually. But all yeah, right, go right. ahead. If you if you want to keep it, we can keep it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's keep it. What all the right, heck? all yeah. right, we're rolling. Yeah. We're rolling. So let's let's keep all right. going. Excellent. Um, all right. On, cool. on Twitter, he is Max Justice, the number four. All. Uh, make sure you guys give him a follow. But uh, let's get into what you're all about. I. I've seen um, some of the clips that you've done, uh, or I guess they're called shorts, Epis- probably episodes. Yeah, ep- episodes. Yeah, and um, they're they're great. They basically for I mean I'll let you obviously go into further detail, but um, they kind of use ANCAP or libertarian ideology in kind of a uh, a sci-fi type um, portrayal. So I'm I'm a huge fan. What what got you into that? Uh, just tell us a little bit about your background. Well, uh, I will make a long story long. I. Um, <laughs> found libertarianism in uh, the late 80s, early 90s. Um, I can't remember which came first. One, uh, my son had a fever. We took him to the hospital. They wanted to give him a spinal tap. We refused. They reported us to Child Protective Services, and they showed up the next day to take my kid away. And I said, wow, the government kind of has too much power. Uh, You know, luckily, we were able to sort it out and talk them out of it and things like that. So that all, all turned out good. And, and shortly either before or after that, I took a Nolan chart test and, you know, cause I had never really been interested in politics and, and said, uh, so I found out I was super in the libertarian, uh, <laughs> uh, super in the libertarian realm. And I was into t- television production and I actually produced the commercials for Andre Maru in 92 um, and uh, as the libertarian candidate for president, uh, and kind of got involved in a libertarian party back then. And, um, uh, we were actually Andre Maru. We made a commercial that ran in Dixville notch, the place in New Hampshire that votes the first, like they vote at midnight. Right. And so the libertarian party was ahead for five hours because, oh, <laughs> because of our commercial, we ran in, in Dixville notch, uh, they the, the, they were winning. We got like seventy percent of the vote in Dixville Notch. It was Incredible. great. Incredible. Were were you responsible for the the production? Yes. Awesome. Yeah, I was. And uh, so then I um, I was involved in the Libertarian Party with uh, you know a little bit when Michael Badnerick ran and and things like that. And I kind of got disillusion with the all of the infighting in the party and the <laughs> and, and kind of the you know it's gotten way worse now but uh, you know there was 
I, I got disgusted with a departure from the principles. Yep. And I thought, you guys don't get it. The only thing that differentiates us from the other parties is that we have principles that we can stand on. And <laughs> that's, that's all I ever say, man. It's like, well, yeah. how, how are we to differentiate ourselves if we don't differentiate ourselves with the one thing that makes us different? The we actually have principles. Yes. Yeah. yeah that, and so they're, you know, they, they start thinking they're a political party and I'm, I, I would always drum in and say, look guys, we're a, we're a principle that you can vote for. Think of us that way. And I think we're going to do a lot better. Um, and now it's gotten so bad that I, I just think that if, if it were being run by agent provocateurs, the <laughs> result, the result would be exactly the same. Yes. So I, I have to agree. I, I mean, I'm sure you're yeah. familiar with my animus towards Nick Sarwak. I, I think that he has led us in a direction of uh, obscurity, if not worse. I mean, oh, yeah. th those no. that know of us uh, yes. think that we're a joke. And, and we've had, in my view, the best opportunity for liberty in my life. Um, I'm a little bit younger than you, but probably in yours as yeah. well it, with the lockdowns and everything. Um, and we blew it. You know, we just flat yes. out blew it. So, yeah. Well, I, you know, I actually think this year, well, lockdowns uh, I've been listening to because I thought the best opportunity in the world was, in history was last time. And it was in 2016 because you had two candidates who pretty much everybody hated because, yeah. I mean, there were a lot of people sold on Trump, but there was a huge middle ground that said, wait a minute, this is a TV, you know, reality star and a, and a corrupt, you know, scumbag they're running. And, <laughs> and we had this, this golden opportunity. I, I know we're never going to win that, right. you know, uh, uh, never say never, but whatever Some miracles could happen, I, I suppose. But sure. But the opportunity to articulate the principle, the, to articulate the philosophy, was better than ever. And uh, and Bill Weld, <laughs> what the what the <laughs> heck? I I personally think at that time that Austin Peterson would have been fantastic because yes. you know there's very few people who can articulate things the way he can and and could do compelling arguments and and I think that that was a, a golden opportunity missed. But, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, but kind of going back in time a little bit, I was, um, I had done some work promoting uh, Aaron Russo's uh, from freedom to fascism. And I went to see that movie and I um, was on his website and he said, Ron Paul is running for president as a Republican. And right then uh, I'm into television production and, you know, I, so I have my own business and uh, I have a job and stuff like that. And my number one job became uh, promoting Ron Paul. I love and it. And so I, uh, <laughs> it's funny because I, I would see things. Somebody said, said, uh, you know, I, I, I read about Ron Paul, you know, I was never interested in politics and I read along. Paul uh, read about Ron Paul and now I'm a borderline fanatic and I wrote and I wrote back borderline you're a slacker <laughs> uh, Ron, and, Ron Paul Ron Paul did that to a lot of people yeah yeah and so from day one I was all in and I was uh so um I went down and joined the Republican Party and uh signed up for all their you know, to be on all their committees and things like that. And boy, oh boy, did they hate us. 
uh, <laughs> and it was also the first year that I live in Nevada and it was the first year that we had a caucus rather than a primary. So all the rules had changed and uh, in a caucus, you can benefit if you work hard and organize well. Mm-hmm. And um, I won't go through the whole 2008 story, but I was more or less personally responsible for the, uh, the establishment Republicans shutting down our state convention because uh, our organization was such that we were going to get every delegate from Nevada. Uh, was going to was going to be libertarian. Can, so can, they had. Can you can, they, can you go into a little bit more detail on that? Because I I've always sure. uh, I've never been involved in the LP and the like the inner mm-hmm. workings and nor nor you know any major political party just to see how how the dirty plays out. Like what do they what do they actually do to suppress us, keep us out, keep us off? Uh, I mean I know they changed the rules for debates and things like that, but how did they oh, yeah. actually eliminate? your caucus, I, I guess you said. Yeah, well, it was really to our advantage that the caucus was brand new. So I, I read all the rules about it. And basically, when you caucus, each precinct, uh, everyone everyone from the precinct goes and you have a meeting and then you talk about your candidates. And then everybody votes for the delegates that are going to represent the precinct at the county convention. And then the county convention repeats the process to go to the state convention and the state convention uh, at that time, there were, there were no rules for the state convention. Uh, Historically at the state convention, the executive board chooses the delegates to go to the national convention. And um, so I started organizing our people and coming up with strategies and saying, look, if you have, if you have the majority in your precinct, just vote for, um, you know, just vote for all. And you have five delegates available, just vote for five delegates. If you don't have the majority in your precinct, you know, you have, uh, let's say you only have, you know, five or six people versus 20, all of you vote for one delegate so that no matter what happens, if we strategize, we're going to get one delegate to go to the next level out of every precinct. Okay. Um, and so we kind of did that. And, uh, and boy, I was, I was precinct captain and I called every Republican in my precinct on the, on the voter list. When, when you're precinct captain, you can get the voter list. So you get, so you get all their numbers. And I called every um, Republican in my precinct a few times uh ron paul was on jay leno and I, you know as so i called him hey watch watch ron paul tonight on jay leno and stuff like that so so i did really well in my precinct when we when the precinct meeting came up uh, i had a majority of ron paul supporters so we were able to get every delegate to go uh further on um wow. and uh that uh this is another thing that i want to bring up briefly when i called when I got the pre, the voter list, that was the first time I realized how corrupt the election systems are probably are because two thirds of the names were wrong. They were either dead or moved away. Wow. There's no mechanism in most States to clean the voter rolls. <laughs> so, so you have tens of thousands in a small precinct. Well, not not that many in my precinct because it's I, I live in a small town. But in right. like say in a big city, 
like Philadelphia. You're going to have a million dead names on your voter rolls. That's so incredible. How hard is it for anyone who wants to cheat to take advantage of that? It's like when you hear about busloads of people rolling up to your voting, your polling place and getting out, you know, and and going in and voting. Mm -hmm. Well, a good community organizer, all they have to do is get these that list of names in the in the precincts and you get a busload of people and you go around to every precinct in town and vote as the dead people, dead move, you know, moved away people or whatever. Sure. The you know, the inaccurate people. And it only takes, it took me, you know, uh, three days of phone calls and I probably found a thousand of them. So Jesus, well, it sounds, that, that's, sounds, that, that's yeah. how easy it would be to, yeah. uh, to, to, well, to cheat. Yeah. Well, it sounds, sounds as if, um, you're, you're very open to the idea that this most recent election was stolen. I, I tend to believe it. I'm not a Trump supporter at all, but I just based off of the statistical anomalies and, and some of the graphs that I've seen in terms of the overnight voter dumps and things like that. I'm, I'm fairly convinced that there was uh, shenanigans. What's your take on it? Well, um, I believe that every election is corrupt. It's just, <laughs> if it's, if it's corrupt enough to, to make a it. difference, to, right. to swing it. And that uh, Hillary got surprised in 2016 with the turnout and the support for Trump. So I'm sure they cheated their asses off in 2016, too. They just didn't do it enough. Yep. So this time it was, OK, how can we not get surprised again? Oh, let's extend the counting beyond the first night, because mm-hmm. b- by midnight, we're going to know how much we need to cheat. You know, and then the whole idea of electric electronic voting to me is like it, it's a vote trusting in the vote fairy you know it's yeah, it's, it's asking it's, for trouble it's, to put it mildly. oh it's yeah the, you know it, look legitimate elections have voter i voter registration giving your address voter id when you present to vote and paper ballots that are counted by people who hate each other that <laughs> Trans, transparency and competition is the foil for corruption. So in, right. in my view, any lack of transparency that happened anywhere along the chain of custody should be considered fraud because yeah. how, how could it not be? The, the motivation to cheat when you think Orange Hitler is going to be your president <laughs> is astronomical and right. the likelihood of getting it. The system is designed to not get caught. Of course, the system is designed so that the courts will look at any specific thing and say, "Okay, there's probably fraud here, but was it enough to change the change the outcome? No. And they'll look at that on individual basis. So they'll throw out the cases. But if there's a thousand, you know, there's a thousand different things, then, yes, there's enough to change it. But the system is designed not to find fraud. Yeah, so you, you would need any, you would need a national analysis to to catch all of the minor yes, frauds to amount yes. to the to the major. I, I totally agree, and and uh, the yeah. point I've been making is that you know everyone's so convinced uh, uh, the Trump the MAGA folks are so convinced that I'll uh, just wait. They're gonna you know January sixth. They're they're gonna come up with all this information, this evidence. You're, you'll see, you'll see. Just wait, just wait. I mean, it it screams to me the QAnon folks where they're they're just constantly made promises and and yes nothing ever uh, I, delivers i uh, i agree if they if they had it they would have presented it by now and for sure and you know i 
the the algorithms found by Dr. Shiva and things like that in the Dominion machines. I mean, it has to be in the Dominion Dominion machines. It has to be in the machines. It can't just be oh somebody found you know twenty dead people that vote. I mean, this is millions of votes. Right. So it has to be in the Dominion machines, and it has to be. Uh, you have to be able to find that. I mean, there's, there's, but they're you, destroying it, records. I mean, yes, that, that, that's so, the, that's the whole thing yes. is like, if you're, if you're woke enough to, to recognize that they likely stole the election, how can you not be woke enough to think that they're going to cover their tracks? Like, yeah, obviously oh. they're going to, they're going to cover it up and they're going to, uh, I just exactly. think people are so delusional that you would think that the deep state or whoever you believe was responsible for this. I believe it was the deep state that, yes. that, that basically defrauded the American people on this election, that they're not going to make sure that, th- that yeah. this is an overturn. I mean, it would be the end of, it would be in the end of yeah. American democracy as we know it, if they were overturned in the court. So they're just not going to do it. Well, the th- here's the thing though. It's the end anyway. It's, it's the end either way. You're right. You're totally right. Yeah, it's totally the, the end anyway. So do we fight the commies now or do we, we wait another generation till I'm dead? You of know, course. People, no, I- people like me and me are dead. It's like, but uh, if if the, if this election stands, it's meaningless. I mean, you know, you have the uh, Biden wins by you know gets eighty million votes. Two weeks later, there's a national poll for Person of the Year. <laughs> Trump Trump wins and Biden gets six percent. I know. I saw that. I know. I, know? I I agree with you that it's my yeah. my point. My point is is not that not that we shouldn't fight them. My my point is that it might be better for the future of freedom to have 75 million Trump supporters give up on democracy and realize that revolution is necessary. And I, I don't say that lightly because I'm not a violent person. I have no interest in in a, in a violent revolution, but I, I think that the system is so sick, whether or not Trump retains power by some miracle of God this month, we have such a massive problem that we need to deal with. And obviously yes. Trump didn't fix it. I mean, he was undermined every step of the way, even with his very minor good right. ideas, he couldn't get anything right. done. And I think he was genuine with some of them. So it's, I think it's almost better if, if the MAGA folks have their hearts ripped out of them. Where, where do you see that? I, I totally see your point, but I disagree in because we're not ready yet um, sure. uh, where the, the, the void will not be filled with Liberty people. That's true. I, I, I posted it. I think I put it on one of your tweets where my opinion on Trump was he was a pump of the brakes on the socialist bus to hell. Yes. And, and you're right. We need, and we need some more time to turn to turn things around so more people appreciate liberty and will think of liberty as the solution to this rather than just some um, oddballs, you well, know, uh, in a, in a weird party. You know? I, I, I take that, I take that point seriously, but I have to yes. say, I have to say after 2020 um, given, given people's predilection for giving up their freedom for the most minor of threats. I'm not yes. at all convinced we can, we can turn these people around. I am almost to the point of believing, uh, you know, kind of a black pilled mentality where I think that collapse is actually mm-hmm. necessary. Um, I obviously, I don't want that cause I know it'll be mm-hmm. extraordinarily painful, but I'm not sure that I'm not sure that you can actually convince people if, if the collapse doesn't yeah. come and their lives become so terrible, um, that they have to reconsider. The, 
I, you know, I, I see that point too, but are we the um, minority or does it just seem like it? I just listened to your pincher uh, podcast with the thing from the uh, G Edward Griffith, where the, the pincher, where the majority oh, is getting yes. pinched. Right. The uh, more majority is getting pinched by this thing. And it seems like people were totally willing to give up their, their Liberty. But, but remember, I'm, we're really going all over the place, but we'll get no, back to the st- We'll get back to the story. I'm having a blast. Uh, remember when the uh, Michigan people marched on the Capitol? Sure, I loved uh, it. Ba- back in March. <laughs> yeah. If if they would have, uh, that was the right time. If they would have ousted the governor, if they would have actually attacked and you know, and I hope with no one would get killed, but forcibly ousted the governor and said no lockdowns that was the right time. Yeah. That would have set the precedent. That's for damn. That would have set the precedent. And then every other lockdowner would have said, Hmm, let me think about this. You know, I, I, uh, I love Twitter because Twitter is the perfect length to pronounce principles. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I, I, I post on Twitter is that Tyranny is a virus that only spreads if the initial outbreaks are not properly dealt with. Yeah. And well, we uh, certainly that, haven't dealt with them well. <laughs> and we haven't dealt with them at all. Uh, I'm, you know, from the very first suggestion of a lockdown, it's like, uh, you know, I think everybody is kind of the same. They said, okay, 15 days to slow down the spread. And, you know, you're going, okay, this is weird, but I, I can get along. I, I can go along with this. And then when the next thing came, I can't remember where the first lockdown uh, I read about. And I said, the government's job during a pandemic is to provide accurate information and advisories, never Mm -hmm. mandates. Anyone who issues a mandate has overstepped their bounds and should be removed from power immediately. And, uh, you know, if we had 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 100 million people like you, we would have been fine. But (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. No, you nailed it. I mean, that's exactly that's exactly right. And and. uh, I I still I'm very much of the conspiracy minded when it comes to this. I I think that that the the lockdown precedent was set by China's actions and then the rest of the globe followed suit. I just don't think that's a coincidence. We've never had a lockdown before that was global in nature, much less for a virus with such unbelievably um, low fatality rates. I just think it's. It's yeah. You, and the, you'd have and to be the, crazy not to consider a conspiracy. On oh, that. yeah. And the two weeks to slow down the spread. It's totally psyop, you know, just like, oh, well, you you put up with that. So exactly. what's the matter with this? You yeah. know, so, yeah, we're all totally. we're all pots in a slow, boiling, slow, slow yeah. boiling cauldron of yeah. tyranny. <laughs> and no, <one's, laughs> exactly. no one seems to they all think it's a sauna. <laughs> Hello, fellow frog. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, exactly. obviously, obviously, your your goal um, has been to to convert more people with media. Um, do you think that yes. that that has hope? Um, well, uh, I'll kind of get back to the to the story. So, I did the sure. Ron Paul thing in two thousand eight, two thousand twelve, two thousand twelve. I actually uh, we won our we won two thirds of the delegates to the national convention. I was one of them. I was on the platform committee, which I had no idea what the platform committee did. You know, I, I knew it worked on the platform, but I didn't know the procedure when I got to, to Tampa. So we went in these little committees and I was in the farming community, you know, and I said, Oh, I'm going to do a whole milk, milk resolution. And I'm, you know, I started writing these resolutions and then I discovered the next day 
was going to be on C-SPAN and anybody could, could uh, put forth uh, a uh, amendment or a resolution to go in the, in the platform and it got, it got to be voted on by the body on C-SPAN. And I said, oh, so I get to ask questions and then make these people talk about why they're hypocrites on national television. <laughs> so I did resolutions against the NDA, against uh, gay marriage, against, you know, all the, it was, it was great. It was a great, great moment. And wow. uh, I got, you got, I got you, lots of, you got, I your... got lots of high fives from, uh, from people <laughs> who watched C-SPAN. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you got your, your Ron Paul exit speech moment. I love it. Yeah, exactly. So um, then of uh, 2012, uh, we told, oh yeah, you asked about how they changed rules and everything like that. Yeah. The, the national convention was so incredibly corrupt. It was, it was mind boggling, but not by today's standards. It, you mm -hmm. know, it, it, at the time I'm going like, how can they possibly get away with this? We're on national television where they would hold a floor vote. The nays would win and the, and Bo the John Boehner, who, who was the guy, would just read off the teleprompter uh, in the in the opinion of the chair. The eyes have it. Yeah, you know. I, and, I remember. I remember seeing that. Yeah, and and those yeah. clips just blew my mind. And they changed. They changed rules at the last minute. They uh, they for how many um, how many states had to uh, nominate someone for them to get a floor speech. Uh, they changed those rules. There was a procedural contest and the, and the the person who was leading it uh morton blackwell was his name uh i can't remember what the procedural thing was but he was arguing he was the lawyer arguing it well he was on a bus uh they put him on a bus go, going to the convention and the bus drove around in circles for two hours uh incredible <laughs> well hey, yeah. hey, brief brief they, they, brief tangent but um i, I think that you know, anyone that believes that we have a, a legitimate democratic process after listening to this, obviously you're out of your mind, but let me just add to it yeah. briefly. The, the, the whole thing with Kamala Harris, uh, her being VP now, you know, she, she was shoved down our throats in the DNC, uh, the democratic primaries and, and she was despised by the voters. She was in, despised by everyone in mass, yes. but, but, but <laughs> yeah. all you need to know about it is what, yeah. what, what did she end up getting? She ended up getting that role because she serves whoever runs this actual country's yes. purpose and yes. and anyone that thinks that like, like, yeah, you know, she actually represents uh diversity or anything. They're out of their yeah. minds. She's, she's as evil as they come yeah. and, and it has nothing to do with her race. I could care less. She's just so transparently yeah. career driven. And she's just being once again, kind of snuck in the back door with a guy who's got dementia and will be out in his first term, almost certainly. So she's going to be yes. the president. I'm horrified by that. Oh, it's, it's terrifying. And yeah, I, I think that the last legitimate election where the people had a voice was 2016 with Trump, and that was completely by accident. Exactly. They just didn't. They just didn't know how much they needed to cheat. I totally uh, agree. Yeah, he was. He, and, he he is the first and last time that we get yeah. uh, an opportunity at actual democracy yeah. in this country. And it's not even that I support Trump. He just wasn't, he wasn't yeah. going to play ball in the way that they expect. And, and a, a side point as well, it, it, you know, people talk about, um, you know, the size of government. We need, you know, minarchists in particular, they always say, oh, we got to keep yeah. the government small. Well, there's a good yeah. reason for that. And when you have a government that functions with four or five or $6 trillion per year budgets, you're going to 
makes such a financial imperative that that someone controls that beast that you're going to have yes. incredibly dirty, corrupt people like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris yes. in power. So it's just oh, it's that, a given. Yeah, it's a, for 90 percent of these Congress people. It's just a cash cow. Exactly. Being in Congress is just a cash cow at the cost of the American people. And the military industrial complex makes it com- totally obvious. Uh, everything turns into a, a that business model. I remember reading a quote of Mitt Romney, you know, saying that he was uh, he he was, you know, doing he was doing okay, But once he started selling things to the government, so the taxpayers are on the hook, then that's where all the real money is, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it's the you go back in history, it's the Rothschilds model. It's like, yeah, we just we just loan money to the government and the taxpayers are on the hook and then it, we, we never lose money. So, right. you know, and, and that's kind of thing. So everything turns into a blank industrial complex, the prison industrial complex, the, exactly right. you know, whatever, everything turns into this industrial complex. The police too is everything does eventually because and, there's, there's no be- one, there's oh, no one in, in charge of the of the purse strings. Right. And and it began in 1913. I mean, as soon as you have yes. a Federal yes. Reserve, as soon as you have a central bank, um, it's basically just a matter of time before the entire country yeah. is is owned by powerful elites. And and I'm no yeah. I'm no like populist, really. I, I'm an ANCAP. Yeah. I don't really care about populism. But at the same time, you know, if you are a populist of any stripe or color or, or um, orientation, this I just can't believe that there's anyone on the left that that supports or allows for a central bank. It, it blows my mind that they don't yeah. rail against that just as hard as we do, uh, especially yeah. given their their antagonism towards you know banking and business. It's like this should yeah. be this should be something we can unify on, and yet we don't. And I don't know why. No, right, right. Well, I think the left is, uh, it's they're always actually for. Um, not what they state they're for, like oh, BLM right. and Antifa. It's a you know they're they're for the opposite of what they uh, they they talk about. So anyway, it's lip service. I do, I do, yeah, I do. Ron Paul in 2012. Uh, I'm kind of frustrated with the that I run for national committee man in Nevada in 2014 or whenever. Shortly after that. And discovered that the Republicans do not want libertarian voices in there. You know, I nothing I could do to uh, <clears throat> these people are not. So I got disgusted and I said, you know what? We are doomed if we don't change our education system yep. to teach about liberty. And if we don't have some culture that teaches li- liberty. And so here was my thought process at the time there was a uh uh program called red versus blue did you have you heard of red versus blue if you're not a gamer you probably have no i I haven't they use the halo game as an animation engine to make these hilarious antics of this uh of these um hapless soldiers stuck in this in in uh, this gulch uh, where the Halo game, uh, and, and it became wildly popular and gamers loved it and everything like that. And I go, hmm, gamers, there's, you know, 12 million people play World of Warcraft. Right. Uh, 
you know, if if you could get gamers to uh, be advocates for liberty because of censorship and, you know, things like this, then um, you might have something, you know, 12 million, 12 million people can change the vote. And, and, so, and most uh, importantly, or maybe even more importantly, they're young. They're young, they're so young. You, you get to convert exactly. the next generation, which is what we exactly. really need. Exactly, trying to convert the next generation. So I said, I need to create my own red versus blue. What's cooler than a superhero uh, that has a libertarian ideas that I basically get to put them in situations where everyone in the world goes, man, I would love to fucking give those people a talking to <laughs> or whatever, you know, like the, I don't know which episodes you have seen. The I, I saw the police the brutality ISIS. one for sure. Good. The ISIS episode, the police brutality episode, you know, those are what I call the, the um, uh, conflict or the, 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 the episodes where it's just Max showing up at a place where injustice is happening and doling out justice right and uh and then there's the the story episodes which is the i have three episodes of the the isis uh police brutality and second amendment episodes are are my con you know the the conflict episodes and then i have three episodes of the uh three-part origin story nice uh and um I didn't so see the I origin heard, story yet, but I did see the others. So yeah, they're they're great. Oh, good. But keep keep going. Good. So you saw the ISIS one where he's blowing up heads and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> but but still following the nap, you'll notice they always right. shoot first. <laughs> <laughs> I did appreciate that. <laughs> good. Um, so uh, so anyway, and it, they're kind of preachy, but what libertarian isn't preachy? And in the origin, <laughs> and in the origin story, they, they actually joke about how preachy he is. And uh, so, you know, and that, and just to kind of the, uh, use it as a, a thing to, to uh, insert this thinking into, into kids' minds or into people's minds who see this going, you know, okay, the, uh, the Second Amendment one is a situation where when he says, imagine what it would be like if someone like me wasn't here. Right. And, you know, and that thing was demonstrated in that church in Texas where the, the guy with an incredible shot, by the way, dropped that, uh, dropped the guy who had the shotgun in the church in Texas. You remember that one? I do. Yeah, that was incredible. Yeah, yeah. So that was. Uh, so are, are you, uh, are you <laughs> Max Justice in the, in the films? No, my son is Max Justice. Oh, so nice. that's that's the big part of it. My son, who's thirty something now, and uh, myself, I get to go out and play with him and all our friends. <laughs> and we've done stunts and special effects and filmmaking. You know, for uh, I I was I've been into filmmaking since 1982, I think. And nice. uh, I was going to say it's it's high quality stuff. I mean, it, the uh, the special effects and things. You you're you're a pro. It seems like. Yeah, yeah. My I have a friend named Bart Anderson effects and he's a lifelong friend you know uh and uh just got into that he actually works for the the city of las vegas <laughs> and uh, uh crap uh uh yeah he is he's uh i it's like doxing or crediting <laughs> but yeah he does special effects he does our special effects and and does a great job Nice. And, uh, and, and so, yeah, it's, you know, so that was the plan. 
and uh, I, I think I think the ISIS one has a hundred thousand views or something like that. So it hasn't been the uh, monster hit that I was hoping that it was going to be. And then and then other things started happening, like um, Jordan Peterson and uh, you know and the Rubin Report and things like that, where I think that people are going to find self-responsibility that, that there's a lot of cultural things going on that I think are moving in the right direction, but then there's a lot of cultural things going in the wrong direction. And, uh, and, to, yeah. To say the least. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I agree with you though. I, I do have some hope. Um, I, I don't really align myself with, uh, you know, many of the, the talking heads that are, uh, I guess you could consider them yeah. more, more conservative leaning, but I, I think yeah. that there are tremendous value, like the Ben Shapiro's of the world and stuff like that. They still are right, too, right. too warmongery for me, but I love the fact that they have such enormous audiences and they're yes. reaching the audience that needs yes. it most. And and I think that it's a really natural counterbalance to yes. uh, a lifestyle that leads to disarray. You know, these these kids yes. are are raised without personal responsibility, yes. without any sort of initiative or or belief in themselves, and they they yeah. seek it out because they realize that they're rudderless, that their lives are not going in the right. direction that they had hoped, that their parents right. had told them about, and they don't know why, and they look for that why. And I, I that's what my show is. That's what every show is. Uh, that's more mm -hmm. right leaning. That's more um, you know self reliant oriented. Yes. It is like trying to give them that home, trying to give them that that energy. So thank God for yes. people like you and everybody else that's doing it. Yeah, I agree. You know, and PragerU is another one yep. that it's like, uh, I don't, I'm not a religious person. I think of myself as a spiritual person. I, I don't know if that's the right, that sounds too like uh, crystal, <laughs> crystals and stuff. That, don't, don't, don't sweat it's it, not, yeah, it's not a, that at all. But you know, I think 90% of PragerU stuff is really valuable. The, the Anything that rails against socialism, it's like, for me, um, I look at all the the people on the on the the right side of the dial of liberty, and I say you are my allies. Even if I will disagree with you vehemently on certain things, mm -hmm. you know, like I'm certainly not an anarchist. Uh, I believe that anarchy is awesome until the assholes show up, and then <laughs> and then the the steps you take to deal with the the assholes that is called government, <laughs> and. <laughs> And uh, well, then, so, you, then you're on the you're on the minarchist side. Uh, if you keep listening, yes. I'll convert you to the anarchist side eventually. <laughs> uh, all right, no, I'm uh, I'm down. But I but I say, <laughs> hey, you're my brother until we get a constitutional government, and then we can sure. argue. Yeah, but up until fine. that up until that point, then everybody that moves the dial towards liberty is on my side, and even people who just will hold the line at some point when when you're grading on a curve of of uh trump policies or biden policies uh you know leaving out the financial stuff i'm going to take a trump policy any any time in fact there's one thing that trump said about teaching our children to love america again right that may be the most pro and pro-libertarian and important thing that we've heard out of a presidential you know a president in you know god knows how long a few decades yeah yeah, because that's, you know, something else I think that libertarians are bad at is um, in in gun tactics, we are taught to recognize the imminent threat and take out the imminent threat first and then deal with the lesser threats. Yeah, and, and we're missing it. 
and we're totally missing it. It's the Department of Education. Is <laughs> their freaking imminent threat is the Department of Education if you're thinking long term. Right. You know? Um no, I, I so, agree. I mean we we have yeah. to we have to reach the youth and um right. br- briefly going back to your your point about media being necessary to help with that conversion or that indoctrination process, which is really mm. what it is. I mean, we're trying to indoctrinate yes. the youth. We're trying oh, to, yeah. to to counterbalance the unbelievable indoctrination that they're experiencing in public schools and through the media and through the news, everything else. Um not my, all not not all brainwashing is bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if uh, you my, brainwash it with the truth, you're doing okay. <laughs> yeah. My 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 favorite genre of movies, TV, everything, believe it or not, and not because I'm some sicko, but because uh, I think that it actually serves our purposes, is dystopic uh, fiction. I, I think oh, that, sure. that yeah. those, they they always, if you if you watch any dystopic movie or, or mm-hmm. TV show, Black Mirror, whatever, they give such compelling libertarian arguments, whether they want to or not, because yes. they're always playing off of our modern society and they're extrapolating forward based off of some of our worst tendencies. And it's like, yes, like those, uh, I think black mirror is the best thing that ever happened to libertarianism. Like those, every single one of those episodes rails against something that we hate. Um, yes. so I, I hope that we can get more of that, <laughs> believe there, it or not. Well, now I got to watch it because I oh, think I've you haven't seen, seen black mirror. Oh my I have, God. I have not. Yeah. It's All right. Phenomenal. That's, that's, that's my next binge list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there's there's this other one on uh, on Amazon Prime I just started that's actually pretty good too. I um I forget what it's what it's called, but it's Philip K. Dick is it's based off of his novels, and there's too much sex in it. And I don't know why there is, but um yeah. it's still it's still very good in the sense that it's you know it's dystopic. Yeah, I think so I it's anti-government. I can't remember the <laughs> name of that either, but yeah, it's no that that's very true. There's you know um, uh, V for Vendetta. There's there's <laughs> yep. been. The Matrix. A lot on the Matrix. Yep. Yeah. There are a lot of these ones that are, you know, pro individual liberty when I don't think they mean to be, but that's making it, you know, we have to be able to connect, make a bridge so people connect this to, to real life because right. it's, it's like they'll, they'll go, yeah, The Patriot was a freaking awesome movie, man. I love, I love these throwing tomahawks and everything like that. And yeah, where's my government check? Yeah, as opposed <laughs> as opposed to be as opposed to being like, hey, why was he doing that? Why was yeah, he fighting the yes, government? You yes, know, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. There were, yeah. Well, I, I listened to your episode of uh, of Real Talk with Zuby, and you talked to, you talked about uh, or you described yourself as being a zealot for liberty. Um, yes, I, I I tend to agree. I think we need a lot more zealotry. I think that uh, my my yeah. personal bent recently has been actually to push people towards not just zealotry but radicalism. I think that right. we need to re-embrace radical freedom or radical liberty. Um, is that, I mean, is that your goal with with the uh, the show? And is that is that something that you actually think is possible given the current, I don't know, economic yeah. or whatever? <laughs> it's a it's a really interesting question of when you when you go to the streets you know i'm i consider myself more of a philosopher but i'm also a philosopher who can shoot really well um <laughs> those are the best kind man <laughs> yeah exactly uh but i sit there when in my own mind and and i say where's the line and i'm i'm reading gulag archipelago right now in like 20 minute increments because i can I can hardly stand listening to more than 20 minutes at a time. Cause it's so freaking horrible. Yeah. It's so um, dark. 
Yeah, so dark and so horrible. And and you sit there and the and to for me the theme of the thing so far is why didn't we resist? Right. And it's because everybody's line is too late. Yep. It's like the line when you resist is not when the when the jackbooted guys show up at your door. It was no. when they showed up at your neighbor's door four months ago. Exactly. You know, or, and that, and you know, in my opinion, they've already shown up at our neighbor's door. Oh, I, I agree. No, I, I truly think that with this lockdown, that march on the Michigan Capitol should have taken it. Yeah. And that and that would have been the appropriate time. And yeah. now now we're playing catch up, you know, and so like, when's it going to happen? It could be tomorrow. I don't know when this is going to air, but uh, tomorrow is the sixth. And that's going to be a very interesting day. Um, yeah, well, and it might be tomorrow. I mean, they're, they're deploying the National yeah. Guard. They're getting very serious about it. And I, I know many people that will be there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I probably won't because I, well, first off, I'm 3000 miles away and it's very t- yes. tough to get there, but also, right. um, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not prepared to go to war with people that are still doing it for um, a, a politician, you know, like, yes, I, yes. If, if I'm to yeah. do it, I want it to be next to, you know, brothers in Liberty, not brothers yes. in Trump. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, and there's, there's some crossover there, uh, hopefully more crossover than we think you know that they just don't they they just don't realize it yet you know because it's like all right give me all the reasons you like trump and it's like uh well he's you know gonna be pro second amendment and he's you know looking out at the people and it's you know if the if the freedom stuff becomes more of the reason they're after trump even if it's just anti-tyranny he's he's not for lockdowns He's not, for, you know, it's, right. it's like then there, then there's going to be some crossover there and we have to be able to, to push them and, yeah. uh, yeah. Know, and that, push and them that, in the right direction. And that's, that's been my goal is, you know, and that's why I've been so frustrated with the LP. They, they have been targeting leftist groups, which have yes essentially already what, c- closed their minds off to any, any sort of Liberty <laughs> options. And, and yet they've completely dismissed all of these yeah. Republicans that, that aren't happy with the, the, you know, yes. status quo. They're not happy with their, their loss of liberties and they have, um, and now they're not happy with democracy. Like what an opportunity. And they're just, yeah. they're just not doing it because they hate Trump and they hate Trump supporters. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, who cares about Trump? We're like right. on the verge right. of being put in fucking prison. Who cares again, about Trump? Once again, focus on the principles. The principles are allies. The people don't matter. It's, right. it, it, it's all about the principle. Do you know who, uh, Yuri Bezmenov is? Uh, yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah, there's a, uh, it was uh, Edward Griffith who had an interview with Yuri Bezmenov back in the, I, I don't know, it was in the 80s, I guess. Yeah, he was the, the USSR defector, right? Yes, the, the, the defector that talked about the ideologically subverted. Yep. Well, the LP needs to watch that show because I know. you're wasting time on the ideologically subverted who are not going to change their mind until the jackbooted thug kicks them into the gulag. I mean, even then, they're yeah. not going to change their mind. So they, you I mean, need... they, they are being abused by the police in Portland and all over the place. Yes. I mean, perhaps rightfully so, some of them. But um, right. But at the same time, they, they are they are rallying for not not to diminish the state, but to control and to, own to, it. Yes, exactly. No, and that's absurd to think that those people are going to uh, choose the side of, of liberty. I, you know, I, I work in the TV business, so most of them are leftists. 
And uh, I just don't argue with them anymore because yep. it's a waste of, it's a waste of my time there. You can have facts, logic, everything, you know, you can have them being locked in their houses, not being able to make a living and do the craft that they love. And they're still voting for Democrats. It's, right. abs- it's absurd. So and they're, and they're just, happy about it. <laughs> and they're happy about, and they, and they gloat about it, you know, right. going, ha ha. Ha ha to, you know, Trump lost. I'm going, all right, well, do to enjoy your hundred day lockdown because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you just voted for. That, that was you my know? whole, that was my whole point with this election. It was like, I could give a shit less about Trump, but if you voted for Biden, if you voted for yes. the guy who a hundred days out oh, promised a yeah. hundred day lockdown, the most ascientifical declaration I've heard in a lot in a year yes. filled with them. Yes. It's yes. like, what, what is wrong yes. with you? Like, I just, mm-hmm. I can't even I can't even like begin to relate to these people. And I think that's why, um, yeah. you know, I've I've become less combative <laughs> with people that are of that mindset is like, yes. like, I, I, there's no way to reach you. You're not a you're not a reachable person. Yeah. You don't you're not critically thinking. So any sort of compelling argument I may I might make is irrelevant. I have to reach out to the people that are still thinking a little bit. And even if they're thinking dumb shit like the QAnon folks, yeah. at least at least they're thinking like yes. I can talk yes. to those people. Right, right. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll challenge you. Can you think of a more anti-black duo than Kamala Harris and Joe Biden? No, no. I mean, it's, during, during the Black Lives Matter rally, if, if you had told me that it was going to be Biden and Harris, I would have just laughed. But yeah, here we are. Exactly. Here we are. But here we are. Exactly. Well, again, you know, BLM is not what they say they're going to be. I mean, no. After, after the, joy, the, the day after the George Floyd thing, you had the entire country in unison saying, yes, we need police reform. And you had Justin Amash and, and Rand Paul introduce legislation to, you know, to do away with no knock raids and, and, uh, uh, you know, and, uh, uh, other things to me, I think, uh, there should be no police unions. You, you need to, to go after police unions for protecting bad cops and things like that. All of that stuff yeah. was on the table the day after a week later, instead of reforms, I, I said, uh, instead of getting reforms, the police are going to get tanks, <laughs> you know, right. and it's exactly the opposite of what, and, and you people have, if that's what you really wanted, which, you know, after a while you go, okay, that's not what they want. That that's the worst strategy in the history of strategies. Yeah. Uh, well, to, if, to, if, to try to get, if their goal yeah. was to actually diminish um, the over-incarceration of the minority population, they, they couldn't have done a worse job at it. I mean, no, to, no, to, to exactly to attack, the opposite. Yeah. To attack people like Rand Paul who tried to write yes. the, you know, justice yes. for Brianna Taylor and, law and then to write them. And have been anti anti-drug war forever uh, exactly you know, you, those are the people you're attacking it, it's it, if libertarians are bad at picking their who their real enemies are uh blm is worse <laughs> way worse yeah yeah well, yeah and yeah. tifa is too but they they, yes. should be, they should be attacking themselves if they're against fascism so i don't think that's, <laughs> that's true anytime. yeah no that, that that's true yeah so, blm so- should blm should be marching on the teachers unions uh, yeah, well, I, I am. I'm actually of the yeah. opinion that that all public unions should be illegal. I, and it's not that I'm opposed to unions. It's that you can't have a, a union that's yes. that's receiving government funding and then it's have. A con- yeah. It's a conflict of interest. And it's a um, look. The foil for transparency is, is or uh, the foil for corruption is transparency and accountability 
and the unions take away both of those things. So anything in government that reduces transparency, accountability, and competition, the three pinnacles of, of how you avoid corruption, uh, those need to be done away with in government, you know, anything not transparent, you should just assume there's corruption because if you don't have hundred percent transparency, it was Madison who said, let, let ambition counter ambition. You know, if you, if you have, uh, I remember the counting the ballots in my hometown for in 2008 for Ron Paul, which he won by the way, uh, in in my hometown. And I, I know those were honest because I was watching and, uh, a, uh, McCain supporter was watching and we freaking hate each other's guts and we're (laughs) not going to let anything one get away with anything. We're going to check, you know, everything. So that's the foil for corruption. It's really simple. It's you, you got to use the, the realities of human nature in your favor. You, you can't ignore them. You can't say, okay, we're not going to have any transparency, but we got these electronic voting machines. So right. they'll be honest. Right. Well, and like, this is, this is exactly man. why socialism fails <laughs> because yes. there's no competition. Yes. I mean, or right. there's no, yeah, I mean, all, all of the reasons that you just described is the whole reason that socialism fails. And the reason that I believe that we're existing in, in a, you know, more yes. or less socialist country now. And, and I, I just, I don't know how we turned it back, man. I, I wanted to ask you, because oh. I know you, obviously, if your son's around my age, then you must be older than me. So um, tell me, you know, what what gives you any hope? Uh, you're, you've been around for a while. What Have you ever seen a time more divisive? No, I, no, I, I certainly haven't, you know, and, and I know there were some divisive times back in the 60s, you know, uh, with the anti-war crowd and stuff like that, who I would have been on their side. Right. Um, but... Um, this is this is fundamentally you know on on a principle base separation mm-hmm. democrats do not they're willing to throw every tenement tenant of liberty away for power right so there's no looking at the the liberty in my view is this society you create with uh, you know of law and order and agreement that certain principles will rise the tide for everyone and raise the, raise the, 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 how, how society is for everyone, because you have these tenets of Liberty, uh, you know, uh, innocent until proven guilty, uh, the right to self-defense, the right to free speech, the, the, the right to a free press. You have these tenets uh, uh, of liberty that kind yeah. of rise, raise the tide for everybody. All, all of have, Western enlightenment values. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And we have no agreement in America with the opposing party that that is valuable anymore. So where's our common ground? You know, you, you can say, oh, well, our common ground is our humanity. And I say people who don't believe in liberty are inhuman. I mean, not, not inhuman, but they're, they're well, humanity. Well, the, is well I think, I think the, yeah. the, the, the point would be that they, they don't believe that we have a right to be free. So how can, right. how can I be concerned with their humanity when they aren't concerned with mine? You know? Right. Right. And that's, that's where it comes to. And again, this may be a bad time to do the interview. All right. Right in the middle of Gulag archipelago, but I, <laughs> no, this is a perfect say, time. yeah, people who don't believe in Liberty, people who, have a dangerous ideologies um 
tolerance for danger dangerous and dial and ideologies is not a virtue right that oh, and, it's a and, it's and, a sin yeah you know? and, and keep in mind <laughs> that they they have a diametrically opposed uh value which is is control you know the complete yes. opposite of liberty they yes. want to control everything and yes and and ultimately like their their biggest concern is that they have you know a couple thousand bucks per month uh, just printed and put into their bank accounts and and everything else be damned. And it's like, I, I'm not I'm not remotely interested in that. I, I no. even if I was no. starving, I would rather be on my yeah. own to to you know find my way. And and I understand if if I'm starving, it's in, it's a totally different situation. So I'm not <clears throat> not diminishing anyone's starvation. It's, yeah. it's a very serious issue sometimes, but not not really in America. But anyways, it's a side point. Um so I, I just think that that the 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 capacity to reach these people the ship has sailed you know like they there's yes. been there's been 50 years of public school indoctrination i don't know how we overturn it so that's why i've become more and more particularly after this most recent election a collapsitarian i just think that it's yes. going to collapse even if it's not the entire governmental structure we're going to have mm-hmm. an economic collapse for damn sure with all the printing that we're yes. doing what yes. what are you doing to prepare for that for you your family um, well after listening to your podcast with Erica, I'm having a consultation with her tomorrow. Hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, I bought, okay, everyone's got their Bitcoin story, but mine's like, yours is pretty bad. Okay. <laughs> your, yours is pretty bad, but mine is like super disgusting. So I said, Bitcoin is the libertarian dream. I'm going to get into this. I sat down at my computer. I had $2,000 to spend in I'm pretty sure it was 2010. And I sat down. Well, Bitcoin was 30 bucks at the time. So it was probably 2011. Yeah. Yeah. 2011. So I sat down on my computer and I found a place to buy it. You know, it was kind of complicated and stuff like that. And I was sitting there with my mouse on the button. I was going to get $2,000 worth. And I said, you know, this blockchain thing is kind of complicated. I want to do a little more reading on it. And <laughs> the phone rang and then the phone rang and I dropped it and I worked the next week and I sat down again the next week and it was 90 bucks. And I go, God damn it. I missed the boat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just did the math. I just did the math while you were talking. You would have bought 67 Bitcoin and that would be worth $2.2 million today. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so, so I've waited, you know, and then I bought in at 17,000, I think it was, uh, again. And then, uh, I didn't have the, the money when it dipped to 35, hundred, uh, a while ago. And, right. uh, so now, so now, Hey, I'm getting ready to buy in again at 31,000. <laughs> hey, so, this, this is how investing goes sometimes, brother. This is, this is not financial advice. <laughs> if, if you ever hear me giving financial advice, run. <laughs> well, this will make you feel better, man. I, I was, I was given an opportunity to buy a uh, cryptocurrency. Well, if you listen to the Erica episode, you're, I listen, I listen to the, yeah, I saw yeah. the podcast. So, That's why so I said, I had, here's, here's, your story, I you would have been a you would have been a minor like, yep. way early on in 2011 oh, i would have been a minor man I, I, just an Holy absolute God. and I, and i've been a libertarian forever and yes, i still yes. but I, i'm a hard money investor so like i'm i'm yes. i'm still like i'm indoctrinated in my own way into the the yeah. classical investing structure so i it it was hard for me even as a libertarian yeah. who who loved the concept i still and even to this day to be perfectly honest i still don't understand as and i've asked this to a, a thousand people they've all given me different answers some of them are compelling some of them aren't but i still can't understand why they're 
you would have Bitcoin worth 33,000 and some other cryptocurrency that's has a similar, you know, limit on supply yeah. that, that would be worth, you know, say 50. Like it's, there's such a huge diversion there. And, yeah. I, and I realize it's about adoption and usability and transferability. Like there's all these explanations, but it's just, I, it's above me, man. It's too complicated. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm too much of a simpleton for that. I just look at <laughs> economics as the combination between math and astrology. Yes, it and, is. Uh, <laughs> it really is. And I'm and, great. I'm great at math, but I'm terrible at astrology. Yeah, same, same here. So I, uh, well, I'm not even that great at math, but <laughs> I, uh, I just think, you know, look at our, look at the dollar, look at anything. Basically, it only has value because people believe it has value. Right. I mean, if it came, if you go onto different levels of shit hit the fan, and um, and say, okay, well, gold. Well, that depends on the level of shit hit the fan because if it's gun, if it's canned food and bullets level shit hit the fan, gold is pretty useless. You know, right. it's not until you need a medium of exchange. So really, money only has value because people think it does. And right. and um, Eric was very very convincing, but you know, I, I always thought, okay, what about EMPs? And I'm really shitty at passwords too. So that scare <laughs> that part scares that, me. That's as a big, well. that's honestly, that's a big problem for, for the Bitcoin yes. space and people don't talk about it. I know, I know tons yeah. of people that have lost their keys and they will never get their cryptocurrency back. And I, and I realize right. that that's a problem for them. It's not a problem for those that still have their Bitcoin because it just reduces the yes. supply, but it's still a right. problem. Like, how are you going to get it is. to, to use this widely if if it's so easy to be lost eternally you know it's yes it's the problem yes so you know every libertarian's um <laughs> every libertarian's crypto key is going to be that paragraph from the declaration of independence <laughs> we hold these truths to be self-evident <laughs> it, it is kind of cult like I, i've actually been yeah. talking to to vin armani um, or not talking to it. Well, I did tweet with just him so I don't forget. I mean, just so I don't forget, you know? <laughs> yeah. That? Oh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh yeah. The password. No, I got you. Um, yeah. yeah. I've been talking to Vin Armani, uh, online a little bit and I've, I referenced this in my most recent episode, but, um, I think I just want to run it past you. See if you agree. I, I think mm -hmm. that libertarianism is in its own right, kind of a religion. Uh, we have our, we have our own deities. We have the, you know, founding fathers, oh. Ron Paul. We have people that we have, um, you know, scriptures that we, that we worship in the, the bill of rights um, or the articles of the confederation if for some people. Um, so I just think that, that, you know, there's, there's a really compelling argument to me made that we, we should perhaps go back to that. And it kind of, it kind of went to your point about, about um, you know Trump's best moment being when he said that you know to love America again. Um, I'm not so much a nationalist yeah. as in like I'm not interested in loving the dirt here, but I'm very much in 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 love with the idea of America. The, the ideology, exactly. Right. You know, and, and, and that's I, I, think that's I am, what we need. I am a nationalist if when it comes to the philosophy. You know, exactly. I, I, yeah, and and uh, I'm and yeah. I am as well. Yeah, because. You know, uh, I'm like saying uh, we need to protect that ideology because it's, you know, look what it's brought to the world. Exactly. Um, and yeah. I don't think there's anything and, wrong with that for the record. No. And, and to your point that it, it's a religion, I think almost everything is. The left, <laughs> the left is certainly a religion. Oh, my you know? God. Yes. Yeah. Even even uh, even a pandemic apparently is a fucking religion. Yeah. And the pandemic is a, is a religion. It, yeah. It's kind of everything. It's just the 
fact of human nature. What we need to do and what I want to accomplish here today with you is uh, we're kind of over time, but uh, is to figure out how to sell libertarianism. Why is it that socialism with its track record in the 20th century of a hundred million plus dead is even on the table again and liberty that brought us the United States, the, you know, the freest country in the world that, well, when I say that there's always our air quotes, but the principally the freest country in the world. And it's still the one everybody else wants to go to grading on a curve. Right. Why can't we sell that? <laughs> what is our problem that we can't sell this? Look, we got the best ideology. Just look at the results. Yeah. That, well, that, why that, isn't that en- why isn't that enough for people I, to go? Oh, fuck. I guess you're right. I I know. I agree. I I think that <laughs> that that Vin's point, uh, Venermani's point about this is is spot on. Is that we like if just look at the the beginning stages of the pandemic or, or even to today you can watch tom woods every day he retweets something uh, you know with a chart or a graph that's showing that masks don't work or that, yep, you know, yep. lockdowns don't work we we are stuck Love tom. we are stuck yeah. in rational conversation we're not yeah. dealing with rational people you can't compel an irrational person right. with rational facts they are yes. interested in emotional arguments and that's why that's why i'm going back to this more religious outlook where like you have to make an emotionally compelling argument, not, not a rational, logical one. And we're great at rational, logical arguments. Yes. We are. Yes. Apparently we're dog shit when it comes to emotional <laughs> ones. So I, I'm, that's what yeah. I'm working on. Yeah, no, that's a really good idea. I have to really kind of like rethink my whole psyche to figure out how to do an emotional arg- argument without, with bring, without bringing facts and logic into it. The other it's, thing, it's tough. I, it really is yeah, tough. The other thing that I want to determine and spread worldwide is when you can. Uh, God saw just wrote a book called The Parasitic Mind, and it, he talked about building a firewall against the uh, parasitic, the toxic ideologies and toxic thought. I try to think back to myself, I try to think back to my son. And it's like, when is the appropriate age to teach a kid about your, like your dad, you know, when you were on your car trips and stuff like that, to teach a kid about the principles of liberty that create this firewall. So when these bad ideas, you know, can slam up against it, the kid goes, no, that doesn't make any sense because, because human nature. I, well, you I know, got it. I got it between about five and eight years old. So if that's, yeah, if that's any sign, I, I think you're about right. I, I think that the I remember getting the bullshit story of uh, George Washington. I cannot tell a lie. I right. chopped down the cherry tree, you know, the, stuff like that that just gave me a reverence for the, you know, the a reverence for liberty saying, OK, you know, freedom is the way. And it really is. It's like uh, it's the difference between uh, collectivism and individualism when you break it down even further. Yep. You know, it, it's like all this uh, this virtue signaling and, you know, and, and uh, social justice warriors and stuff like that. It's like, OK, your color, skin color is your identity, your gender is your identity. Mm-hmm. W- well, where do they think that goes? What, what's the... <laughs> 
you concentration take that camps down. usually <laughs> it, it, exactly it goes to con it goes to fighting and concentration camps where individual liberty is if you're a good person i don't care what you look like i can live with you exactly you know and if you respect if you respect my religion then you can have your religion it, it does you know all, all these things just point to individual liberty is the formula for the just and peaceful advancement of humanity that's my sales pitch yep. for liberty and libertarianism and everything else leads to murder i so, i totally agree with you i think it's a it's a tremendously compelling argument but it will yeah. only land with the rational you know that's yes that's the yes. problem is that yes. i i just don't think and like you were saying you know you probably have to get to these people when they're five or seven years old that that argument yeah. might work with a five or a seven year old but you're talking to you know college kids and people that are in yeah. their you know early mid late 20s that have been that have spent 20 years being indoctrinated with nonsense yeah you're, you're not going to break through that with rational no. arguments so i i think that we have to get to them with with media like yours um, with dystopic, mm -hmm. with dystopic kind of uh, fantasy stuff, uh, but we mm -hmm. have to we have to find some way to tie it into the to the present reality so that people don't just go, oh, this is a fun story, this is a fun movie. You have to watch mm -hmm. it like like when I watch Black Mirror, I watch it with genuine fear because I know yeah. that all they're doing is they're extrapolating our existence into the future, and yes. and it's not that far off. Like we're we're very very close to some yeah. truly, I mean, we already exist in a dystopia. Had you told me in 2019 that I would have been locked in my fucking house for 10 months, I wouldn't have believed you, you know? Dude. Like, it, it, so, Dude, so I, I we're, we're there. I worked my business up to where I probably grossed half a million dollars last year. Beautiful. This year, I've this year I've grossed 20. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah. Uh, my income's down yeah. 80%. Yeah, it's... Uh, you know, it's, it's ridiculous is, and, and here we are. And it's only because of my freaking governor, you know, it's like, what, how did this one guy get this much power or whoever's pulling his, per, his strings or whatever? Exactly. How did this guy that none of these mandates or laws and things like that. And, and why do all these stores, why, why don't restaurants just say, Hey, fuck my business license. Fuck you. I'm going to open up, you know, there, the licensing is, has been revealed as just a, a way to control people. Right. It was, oh shit. I'll lose my liquor license if I don't comply. Exactly. You right. Know, but but libertarian, libertarians knew this, but now, yes. now we have to, we have to demonstrate to people, particularly the business owners that aren't libertarians. Yeah. We have to prove to them, Hey, you know, all the, you know, fear mongering we were doing about how licensing is nonsense. Now, yeah. you know, this is a control mechanism. It's just a license to tax and a license to control. It has nothing to do with yes. fucking safety or any of the other bullshit that they tell oh, you. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm never, in California, never, man. I, the governor Newsom yes. practically tried to ruin my life. Fortunately, I'm, I've been um, so successful in investing prior to this godforsaken year that I'm fine. Yes. I'm in no, I'm in no danger, but I can't say the yeah. same for my relatives. You know, I fucking weep no. for these people. They have been no. punished mercilessly and it's just, I, it's I just exhausting. All the people that I used to employ and a lot of other people, they're hurting, man. You oh, know, big time. Everyone's on the door. I mean, yeah. 2020 turned uh, everyone yeah. into a, a welfare a socialist. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's sad. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I, I I'd probably need to hop to the other guy if, if I ever find okay. out who it was. But uh, go <laughs> go ahead and give people your contact info so they can follow you. All right, it's Max Justice for All, uh, number four uh, all on um, Twitter and Parlor. Um, Parlor's tough, man. You got it's, it's tough to build to build up a. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, we all we all up. just have accounts there, but no one ever uses yeah. it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and um, maxjustice.tv is my website where you can get Max Justice memes and get links to the um, to the episodes, which are on YouTube. Love and uh, I, yeah, I got to switch that to rumble and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I don't know, don't know why with all my street cred and everything else that I don't have a 50,000 followers, but <laughs> uh, I'm, Give it time. I'm doing Give it something time. wrong. Yeah. No, doing I, wrong. I mean, I, I, it's a grind, brother. I, I had yeah. up until last year, I had 190 followers on Twitter and then wow. the lockdowns happened. I, I had got up to a thousand cause I got serious about Twitter in like early 2020 yeah. And then I just went on a fucking rampage when the lockdowns happened and, yeah. and you just, you find your voice and then you, you slowly build this audience. It's, it's been fun though. Yeah. It's, you're doing a great job and uh, you know, and you should have a lot more too, because uh, you've got great content and uh, great information. And uh, like I said, you're my, my more articulate younger clone <laughs> when it comes to ideology. Well, well, from your, from your mouth to uh, the Twitter God's ears, hopefully I don't get, get suspended but uh yeah if, if i yeah. do it's it's in the name of liberty so indeed same with same with me i've had a couple of i've had a couple of seven day um oh you got you got to do it seven days in the gulag yeah <laughs> well well enjoy enjoy finishing up that book and uh, i really appreciate you coming on pat it's been fun what a what a blast thank you so much excellent talk right. to you soon man. take care bye what a fun convo I can't believe how many cool people are in this community. It gives me hope. It gives me happiness. It gives me joy. I love it. And big announcement. I've already announced it on Twitter, but for those that are listeners only, Pete Quinones is coming on next Wednesday. The great free man beyond the wall. Pete Quinones will be here live in studio. Just kidding. It'll be a Zoom meeting, but it's going to be a blast. I can't wait to ask him all sorts of crazy things and fed posts and hopefully we both up into the gulag next to each other because uh, I need someone that can make me laugh. Anyways, tune in for that. Share it with your friends. Uh, leave reviews. Do whatever you got to do. Support the show. You love it. I love you. Let's do it. We're out.